like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tenoa route. Hot to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Alright, welcome to SUIL, man. It's uh, pretty good to be here. It's really good to be here, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's our studio. It's our dude. studio. It's, it's our second home, man. Yeah. Uh, it feels good in here. It smells good in here. Everything was great. We ran into uh, another person who's... Uh, Emily. Emily. Okay, we ran into Emily. She's a reader. She does tarot cards, I'm thinking, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, not entirely certain. So she does readings, whatever that reading may be. But we had a really great, like, uh, like I guess, endorsement through her. She kind of comes in, she's like... She's like, it smells good in here, it feels good in here. Like, every every particular thing that Josh wants in here. Yeah. And the core meaning of what Monkey Mouth is and what uh, what the studio is uh, really came through. So, welcome to SUIL, welcome to Monkey Mouth Studio. And this is my co-host Josh, and this is me, Elias. And we're we're going to come, we're, we're coming. Number 19, right? Number, yeah, we're coming at you with uh, SUI number 19. And it's fantastic. It, we were, that feels great. We got, I, got told to, I got told to shut the hell up so we can save some of this energy for SUIL because we were talking about $830 million jackpots for the Texas Lottery. That's insane. Or the Mega Millions, not Texas Lottery. That's but, insane. And so, we were, so we were, he was essentially telling me the best way to retire my sister-in-law, I mean my sister and my brother-in-law and all of my dad. And of course, not myself so much because uh, any money that I would want would essentially go back into making Monkey Mouth the, the roaring. The dopest fucking lion. thing on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Like, It'd be the dopest thing on the planet. Yeah, literally. Like, it would definitely be a dope, insane amount of, like, just everything I would want it to be possible. Bro, the podcast would be at, like, the. We would rent out like the entire, like we would own the entire top floor of like the biggest skyscraper. Exactly right. And that's really sick. I think I would go. I, this sounds strange, but I'd probably go like straight to Florida. To Florida. Yeah, because Florida's where everything's popping right now. You know, Austin's where everything's uh, popping. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like Florida is like Florida's becoming like the mecca for like everything popping off right now. Bro, what fucking weird little troll hole have you fallen into or you think that Florida's the I'm not saying it's like the best place right right there, but I'm saying like man they I'll tell you right now Houston's popping harder oh. than the whole state of Florida Dallas is probably popping harder than the whole state of Florida well, dude, we're getting Austin and it's definitely popping harder than the whole state of Florida and Texas is popping harder than the whole rest of the country bro. dude we're, we're we're basically be like man it's insane how much money California has lost to Texas in the last like I'll tell you right now, I went to California, and I was eating a sandwich at a little deli outside of Del Grado in San Francisco, and I watched a dude take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. And I'm talking like, watched his asshole open. <laughs> you just like... <laughs> and I was immediately like, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. Like this, like I'm about to have to beat this son of a bitch's ass. And the wait staff was like, "Bro, you cannot do that. They will charge you with assault." And I'm like, "They're gonna give me a medal." Like, <laughs> we, like the dude needs to be stopped. He needs to be stopped. <laughs> he needs to be stopped. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I am. Like, and they're like, "No, bro. He can do that." And I'm like, "Fucking what?" Like, yeah, bro. There's really nothing you can do. Like, if you go, if you go over there, you're gonna be the one who gets in trouble. And I'm like, "Bro, fuck this state." 
understand why everybody's leaving. And they wonder why people are like hyper conservative in places around here because everyone's like terrified of Austin turning into San Francisco. Well, I mean, it's generally, it's definitely going to like turn. A, and it's like a reasonable fear, my dude. Like, I was. It's definitely going to turn purple. I mean, there's I, no possible way. We're well, gonna, I mean, bro, we're already purple. Well, that's it's what I'm like, saying. It's, yeah. like, it's like within five five points. Either. Yeah, we're definitely purple. And, I mean, give it another. Give, I mean, this term, if, if, gov- if Governor Greg Abbott thinks he's sticking around, he's, he's sort of mistaken. I'm not saying yes to O'Rourke. Man, how we got into, well, first off, Beto O'Rourke is a goddamn shill. Well, like, I'm, I'm dude, like that, I said, I'm not saying it's going to be yet to owned, bought and sold. Like he's well, that's that, honestly that guy is one of the puppets on the hands. Well, and that, and that like means he's, that he's he's in like he's in you know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's the guy who could really win. Yeah, like he's, he's a in, guy who's yeah. like I feel like has he's passed, nec- he's doing all the necessary. Well, he's passed all the quality control checks yeah. that like he has to for him to like he's, keep moving. He skates, right? he skateboards, he eats water burger. He's cool. You know? Yeah, he's full of shit. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, he, he can come and he can come and take my AR fifteen. I think he can yeah. come on this podcast and we can talk to him. But yeah, know. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him. I'd love to talk about it because I, I yeah, taking taking people's AR-15s. Uh, I, I think I, I know that I like Governor Abbott's got us to where like we can fucking like straight up tote pistols on our hips, open style. Yeah, you got like, constitutional carry. And like it's cool. Yeah. And like I'm for that, bro. Like, listen, it's hard for you to go out and rob folks whenever you know that everybody's armed and dangerous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's, get it. it's literally that simple. I'm. I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not against gun, uh, guns. I'm not against people having guns. I, I, the, the the style of gun control is to penalize the people who have worked hard to earn their right to carry a weapon, and honestly, forget the ones who have who have gotten it eventually. The, it's the it's essentially like penalize the people who have done all the necessary things to properly carry that gun, and then completely let fall by the wayside the people who are not properly educated or properly, you know, able to carry that gun. They don't they don't have the necessary paperwork, they don't have the necessary smarts to carry it. I just think that people who want to like make guns illegal don't understand how thriving of a black market network there is in the United States. I, I think they so do. They just don't. Like, they, they don't. They don't understand how to curb that. They, like I said, they're willing to penalize the people who don't partake in that black market. But all, all I'm really trying to say is, at the end of the day, in America, yeah, right, like in real life, in practical application, yeah, banning guns does not stop there being guns. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. Like, bro, it's like, like a, you know, it's like the same network where like the multi-billion-dollar illegal weed industry mm-hmm. flows. So too can guns. So well, too can anything. Well, the illegal. funny thing and is, it's is so like, well established over the course of generations, bro. That like, there's no banning anything in this motherfucker. Well, the funny thing is, is think about how it is that weed is legal in like what. 47, 46 states. I have no idea. I know that it's abysmal that the federal government is still literally like clinging on to, 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 to it being illegal. Like they're so insane. It's so insane that it's Schedule One. Did they ever change well, that? I don't, change think it is, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's still Schedule One. Bro, but I think it's it's falling. It's falling stateside, but not federally. Bro, the, the thing that, is, that is, is that like you've built an institution. They built a. They built. They built fuck several institutions on on the backs of like the drug war. You know, they built the prison industry, bail bond industry, they've built, you know, whether it's the, I mean, bail bond industry, the prison industry, food industry, Cisco, all these things, all these industries are built on. Well, I mean, the industry of policing. Yeah. You understand that like there's a linear relationship between the number of drug arrests that police departments make 
And the amount of funding that they get from Big Brother. Yeah, of course, yeah. So like, you and then on top of that, invest potheads, you get more money. It's and then like literally get to the money. And on top of that, when people ask, well, why do they not like? Why do like hardcore offenders get less time? It's just like, who do you want? Do you want the low-level offender to be in there for ten years? He's not going to bother anyone. He's going to do their time. Or you want a dangerous criminal who's going to effectively make things harder for the people that you hire? Well, those people who are that dangerous just got to be like, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. I but that I'm actually. saying, like, there's an industry to it. And there's also, like, free labor. I mean, that's slavery. That's just slavery. I mean, you can Slavery with extra stats. Yeah, it's slavery with extra stats. <laughs> like, and I'll tell you what, I've never been forcibly put to work. I've never seen anybody forcibly put to work in the prisons. I've always seen it to where it's like, you want to be a trustee. Yeah. You can go get two for one. Yeah. You can go, like, fold laundry or you can go, like, work in the fields. Like, even in Bell Valley, you can go work in the fields. They got fields. You're asking to go work. Yeah. If you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, like they, they have one, uh, places where, like, they make, like, the license plates for the state mm -hmm. and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, and, but that's all, like, the good, that's all, like, the, 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 the good, the good prisons. The guys who like have yeah, effectively yeah. earned the trust that like I'm uh, I'm effectively on the road to rehabilitation and I'm going to go like chip in and make the system work better and prove that I can do that so that I can so that I can essentially do something get, yeah, well so yeah. that I can get out of here faster like yeah. you, you guys see that I'm capable of like doing something and it can it, I can contribute in a positive way over a prolonged period of time I can go out into the world and contribute in a positive way over a prolonged period of time. It's like it's like the reasoning, right? Like I understand the, the, the process of being trustees and like why it works, but um, you know, uh, I also like wrote flat ass out. I ain't got no real problem with. Um, so there's levels to it, right? Yeah. If law is true and just and moral, then I got no problem with like making your ass work the railroad because mm -hmm. you did something sincerely wrong. Yeah. Right, like you, you did something that, like, unequivocally across all religions, across all everywhere, like, it's broke. Well, it's universal. It's, 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 yeah, it's, like, you, you've, you've crossed some universal laws, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, everyone knows you're a bad guy, you're going to jail, and, like, at that point, we need it to be, like, the strongest incentive, and, like, if there's disincentive needs to be manual labor, that's what it needs to be at the end of the day. But yeah. whenever you're locking guys up because their fucking driver's license is expired and they can't afford to get it renewed and whenever you're locking people up because they can't afford insurance yeah. on their vehicles and whenever you're locking people up because they can't afford their uh, their child support you know what I'm saying? Like, these are all like non-violent crimes and stuff where like it's it's it skirts a, a constitutional. Well, it's, it's definitely stuff where people get punished for being in poverty. Yeah, right? well, po like, I don't yeah. Think that well poverty is a crime. I mean, through, throughout anything, I mean, throughout any level, you know this, that the poverty is a real crime. I mean, to a point where it, 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 it hits this strange level of it being a crime and then being perfectly okay, right? You have certain states where essentially it's, it's not so much frowned upon, and then other states where it's genuinely illegal, you know. Well, and even if you look at it globally, it's even more way different. Yeah. There are places where everybody's poor. Mm -hmm. There are places where everybody's doing great. And so, like, the ideas of what poor is are yeah. way different. Well, like, I mean, it's like, like, it's all, it's all this, like, weird like, yeah, spectrum, like the, right? Like, the everybody American. can only really see so far into the spectrum in either way, and they're just speaking about it insofar as what well, they can Well, it's see, kind of funny, because, like, we got way off topic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to somehow push it back after this. I don't know. I, I mean, like, just I like, like be like, that's a fine point to stop. Let's yeah. get back to topic A. Yeah, uh, but I, I remember watching like a clip of uh, it might have been Gutfeld on Fox and I don't know who that is, but he was like, he was like, like genuinely upset that poor people had cable and television and air conditioning. It's like, and you can do without these things. 
Jesus. And you don't need these Fucking things. Christ. And it was just like, and these are luxuries. And I'm just like, but the fact that it irks you that poor people are essentially just getting creature comforts. Well, God is forbid is that they try and live comfortably instead yeah. of invest in the stock market. Yeah. God damn. And so like, and like I, I don't, I don't, not that Gutfeld is, is probably ever going to hear this. I hope he does. But not to particularly throw that particular. Is that, that is that this is a real human who said this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. So a, he really feels this way. Yeah, like yeah. you feel as though you've accurately represented the way this human. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, then I'll see back that dude. Genu- genuinely, ups- genuinely upset that people who are in impoverished situations are even able to like like have, you know, they would call it Obama phones, or they would say that you know the the, the cable, you know, all the like essentially saying that these creature comforts are like. Shouldn't be bestowed on you because you're no. Like you're basically saying that like you should fucking be putting back every penny. You shouldn't be having any form of any type of luxury or comfort. Yeah. You should be surviving on goddamn white rice and beans until you're into like what you would consider a, a, a proper financial state, right? It's yeah, like it's like yeah. you should sacrifice every comfort that could possibly be conceived that isn't beyond the bare necessities. You shouldn't wear you fucking shirts, you should only wear Goodwill shirts type yeah. shit, like, bro, fuck But, you, but fuck on top of that, like, like, is, like, has this guy ever been that poor? But that's what I'm saying, on yeah, top like of that, I, like, seriously, I, has, has he ever been no, that poor? No, 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 he hasn't. I mean, he, he's a he's a contributor in a, in a wealthy family that pretty, went to a college. That pretty unbelievable to, to that, that someone would speak on a, 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 a circumstance so, uh, you know, like, with so much conviction, conviction when, yeah. when, when they've never experienced it themselves like you but know, that's you, a, I mean that's what a lot of understand that like if you if you lack firsthand experience with someone's circumstance it's yeah. probably pretty reasonable to think that you're ignorant I honestly think really speak and like a, any, that's why I wanted to be like bruh is it appropriate for me to teabag this dude because any, like it any, sounds any, like a teabaggable motherfucker any Fox contributor from the lonely Saturday Oh, this dude worked on Fox. Yeah, he's a Fox. Oh my God! Oh, that's a fucking a. That's all. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. But any Fox contributor, he works at like he like he like was on like broadcast cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on broadcast cable talking to the poor's that have broadcast cable, saying that they're pieces of shit for having broadcast cable. Yeah. Oh my God. But like any what a fucking douche novel. Any any wow. any pundit on Fox News, I would say besides maybe like your vocal stations, I guarantee that if I was to do like the Price Is Right kind of thing and like a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and like a a a pound of deli meat, I guarantee that each one of those three things could not accurately be represented in the ideal of what money is. I'm just trying to understand how. The like 86 year old retired Navy vet living off Social Security on a paycheck to paycheck basis, who is literally the living poor, who is a right leaning conservative voter who was watching Fox News and saw that. Well, because he what, doesn't what, he what, doesn't think of the poor as as someone struggling in in his skin. He thinks of the of the struggling person who is the other. But so I'm just like, but so like, I'm just I'm just really like trying to like understand how like if I were like a World War Two vet, like. Like served my country, yeah. did my best, living off like what the government's not providing me, and I know for a fact that I'm considered the living poor. Yeah. And I'm hearing this dude on the TV say that if I'm poor, I shouldn't be allowed the comforts of air conditioning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, bruh, like. But they're so good at othering people that he doesn't consider the 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 person who is probably in his family struggling with these same things. He thinks of it as the Hispanic that is taking the white man's job, or the black person who is 
to essentially just as capable and you know and job worthy as anybody else somehow can be contributed for living off of the heat you know when and statistically it's 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 more white people who are on most of these governments. Well, there's more white people than any other percentage of people. Like, even if there's a lower, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but like, if it's white people are on these, uh, on the the tit at half the percentage rate of any other identifiable race, they're still going to double them in terms of number of people on on it because there's there's so many more of them, right? Like, we, like, so no shit i hate whenever people start like getting like weird with numbers because yeah. like bro like you can finagle numbers to like make shit sound funky all you want but like well you see like how quick you can just twist that real quick and yeah. like shock it right back into reality and so it's one of those things where like it's, well, al- it's well, always funky, but like bro like white people are definitely like, bro kentucky yeah. like fucking kentucky bro their whole counties where they're on the fucking on the on the social tip where the coal mines are turned belly up and everyone's fucking the only industry alive is meth and <laughs> trading it for fucking food stamps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's 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 god awful in places. And so essentially, this depressing turn of events stemmed from what we would want to do if we won the lottery. And me personally would, like I said, feed money into the podcast, essentially retire my family, and make sure that they were taken care of, buy rental property, uh, essentially put money into an event, an investing uh, portfolio like you were saying so that I could live off of the interest and then probably move out of this state completely, out of the United States completely, just for uh, probably a better better style of living, so being on the beach I mean I know you can do that in the states, but like maybe you have live like a, a place in, in Austin, Houston, Dallas area, but definitely and I would love to live in like, you know where I'd love to go it's that uh, place in Venezuela that's like a purple like this one, I would probably, that's like the, the one thing that I do. Yeah. Like, that's my dream, though. That's, like, not something that's, like, feasible. Even if I won the lottery, most likely what I would do is probably still live here. And But, like, if, I know I could do it. Like, I could do it on, I could I could be on there on a Sunday and be like, bro, we're heading to Venezuela to, like, smoke massive cigars and drink umbrella drinks and watch stuff. That would be so fun. Bro, I would probably go to, like, one of those weird, like, Asian countries, like yeah. like like in between, like up, up near Nepal, like up in the mountains. Yeah, where yeah. It's like carbon positive, mm-hmm. like you know, like somewhere where it's just like fucking zen, though. Like go hang out in the mountains and like literally have enough money to like life flight myself out anytime I need if I like need like real real shit going on. Like, yeah. bro, you have enough money to like get everything you could ever want imported. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, definitely. Like, yeah. Live like a king in a place like that where your dollar goes. Like exponentially oh, like, yeah, farther like, than like anywhere if you, else. If you go somewhere like Nepal and you've got, I mean, what are you going to have after tax me in Texas? Say $440 I think it's, yeah, million. $440 million, yeah. So that's, that's half, right? I'm saying that they take half, right? Yeah. Say you get half your money taken and you go to Nepal for $440 million. Listen, if I play the lottery and I get any less than $400 million, they can, like, I don't know. Because I actually went and they like, well, this is what we got. We got this on lot. Like honestly, you're gonna be piss and moan. Listen, you you said eight hundred million, and I only got four. Like where the fuck? Like no, come on, bro. Like like bro, you guys are paying out the lottery from a pool of money you collected from taxpayers, and then taxing me half that money back. Yeah. Like you're taxing your tax money. Yeah. yeah. Like buddy, this is this is already tax money. Like and we 
and then we paid to play. I, I just come up there like one of the auditors. Oh, section subsection B of uh, of the Arizona state law says I don't have to pay the taxes. Oh, we'll just keep the four hundred million. Oh, no, I was just kidding. Like bro, I saw a video. Furman <laughs> Supreme said. Furman <laughs> Supreme said that shit. A boot worth licking, bro. Saw it on Infowars. Uh, turn the frogs. Turn the frogs gay. Fuck the frogs gay. <laughs> I just like I I honestly I could probably I I, I give Josh what, like a hundred million dollars fifty million dollars however much and then it's just him and Alex Jones just oh, like wow yeah I get money oh Me. fuck yeah man wow like, you're my business partner wow and then like that's like <laughs> Josh dies of massive 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 heart attack with Alex Jones <laughs> <laughs> I know what was happening I know exactly what was happening that night <laughs> and like, Alex Jones is like well we tried to resuscitate him. The frogs got it. Like, bro, the fucking blizzard hit <laughs> Austin that night. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Wow. But, but yeah. I can so only imagine the cocaine plug that Alex Jones had. Can you imagine Alex Jones' cocaine? That guy, they made this in a... That guy wears three different suits a day and is on live broadcast 24-7. He never sleeps. He just eats cocaine. He just <laughs> mashes it between his teeth. He's like the... the uh, my, my, my dad worked for the CIA. They made this stuff in, uh, in uh, Area 51, right next to the aliens. Uh, get yourself a pack. Look up, look up the guys who who who, who originally started Facebook. Their their family all works for DARPA. <laughs> some shit. Yeah. Like, everybody works for somebody, bro. Like, everybody works for I, somebody. I got, I got the papers right here. I'm just I'm just data dumping. One of these days, they're gonna like go back and dissect all of this, and 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 they're they're just gonna be like, wow, look at all this great information. I don't know how we and like, bro, what's crazy is like whenever like I don't know, like there's a lot of bullshit that goes through the Infowars like main channel, but like whenever he goes to Joe Rogan's podcast, the shit that he says and that they look up is always verifiable, and I love it. And he's like just pulling this shit out of the fucking ether. It's just like pure cocaine and alcohol fucking madness and it just is verifiable like they verify the shit it's so crazy it's just, it's just jamie over there yep he's right yep he's right except he's whenever he right. starts talking about the fucking global elite being smoking dmt and talking with fourth dimensional reptile gods there's no way to verify any of that but like again he says some like real shit real shit real shit zinger real <laughs> shit real shit real shit zinger so, so yeah, like, I mean, I definitely, there are real, like, I'm, of course, joking with a lot of the stuff, but, I mean, there's real positive things that I would, would essentially want to do, which is, you know, like, like, I would honestly love to have a true blue, like, something that is not going to buy any produce that is not in season, does not, de does not delineate from out of season, if the pasta does not come from this area, if the fruit and vegetable does not come from this area, does not pass the qualifications of being in this particular uh, you know storefront that I would love to have from from meat to produce only only in Texas you know I mean that sounds I mean okay it's just like there's so many things that I want that aren't from around here yeah like, no, isn't that terrible there's you know, so isn't much there, there's isn't that terrible living like your great-grandparents when they couldn't get strawberries because it wasn't like, bro how am I supposed bro like I mean, how am I supposed to get coriander <laughs> how am I supposed to get saffron how am I supposed to get like salt like where you're like, telling me that that oh come on man we literally live on the, the third coast you're telling me they can't derive they don't have texas derived salt they so we're so we're so we're covering the whole state yeah whole state yeah okay i mean that's that's a lot better you know what i'm saying it's not coming just from like 
the local area. Well, he no. said local. I don't know. Well, how Texas big is local. Like I wouldn't. Wa- I was like, I'm not gonna throw a stone and be like, this is as far as we can go. No, the whole state of Texas. I'm getting oranges, oranges, rice. You know, anything that we grow locally in the state of Texas, not Williamson County. Man. You know, I would be down to import shit. I'd be like, bro, this is all the best shit that can be found anywhere. Trader Joe's it? You're just Trader Joe's in it? Yeah, I guess so. Like, no, I'm Texas. Call it Big Sam's Texas only uh, shop. Puns Produce. Puns Produce, there you go. Damn, that's a great idea. I'm telling you, bro. I mean, it would be awesome. And then, like, it'll be in my I'm room. telling so I, I'm My mom was, I'm sorry, my mom wanted to do a soup kitchen. I was like, 10% of what comes in goes straight to your soup kitchen. I love that. Yeah. So I have to get this off my chest. Get it. So that someone listening can either fund me to do it or do it them fucking selves. There's a problem with the grocery stores these days. Yes. The, they won't even serve you anymore. You have to hunt down grocery. You have to hunt down customer service, or else you can't find a product. Yeah. Or you got to get on a fucking app and go hunt it down. Yeah. Then, if you want to get checked out, there's only two lanes open where people are actually serving to check yeah. you out, and the lines are literally into the produce section. And you got to get asked by people to move so that they can shop the fucking bananas, or you check yourself out. I'm telling you right now, if you do that, if you do that, that is work. That is 10.99 work. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's literally defined as work. Like, they used to have people there paid to do it. It was a yeah. paid thing that people got paid to do. People have personal shoppers. Everybody, everything that you do for yourself at this point is now a service that you're providing as a 1099 employee to yourself. You're your own personal shopper. You need to go and fucking pack the tax man back and fucking get your bread back on these people, bro, because they're out here raking us over the coals. You might as well punch back. I'm telling you right now, it's legit. Um, but we digress. The point is, is that if you want groceries, you got to go to a big mega fucking store. Yeah. And you got to deal with like zero customer service. You really have to check your fucking self out the goddamn at the at, at the line. Yeah. You got to check yourself out. So I'm saying that we need something that's like maybe Walgreens or smaller size, yeah. right? That's just straight up. Randalls would be the perfect size. Or even no, like smaller than Randall's, bro. Smaller than Randall's. Yeah, smaller than Randall's for sure, bro. Like I'm talking like, yeah, for sure smaller than Randall's. Like big convenience stores. Big convenience store swag. Like there's a, there's a, was it like Publix and Publix is like one of those? All in on Nevada Publix. But I'm saying right now that like in Taylor, yeah. in any city in Central Texas, in any city in Central Texas, I'm going to shout out the people who I'm still inside to from. It's Diaz Market. Yeah. In Austin, Texas, y'all check them out. They're a quaint little store, and they got all the dankest produce from mm-hmm. the local farmers market. And they don't have they get whatever they want from wherever they want. It's all the best shit. It's you know more expensive than the HEB, but goddamn to be able to go there and ask somebody within eye shot of you at any time to help you find a thing in a place that isn't super overwhelming, so that you're gonna have trouble finding it in the first place. Yeah, right. And you don't have to worry. And it's just like your basic shit that you need. And it's all good quality stuff. And uh, I well, you're the one that got me onto this. I think that there's a, I think there's a market for this, my dude. And I think that it could work in any major city. Well, I mean, right? that's that you're the reason why. When I see someone who is riddled with anxiety, not able to have a comfortable shopping experience, bro, you're telling me it's that hard. It's hard to be comfortable yeah. whenever you're standing in a long ass line yeah. to check yourself out, and you're literally being asked by other customers to move so that they can get to the produce that you're blocking, right? Yeah. Like, like, there shouldn't be lines so long that you're backed up into the produce section 
You shouldn't be checking yourself out. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be hunting down customer service reps. You know, so is like there, there ought to be a better shopping experience. But I'm telling you right now, puns produce. So is there anything particular that, that, like, if you had a a large amount of wealth, besides maybe putting it back into any any given small business that you may or may want to do, that you would do, like besides like like something fun or something just off. I mean, you know, I would do. I mean, obviously, the first thing I would do would be several things to like make sure that like my stack of money never sm- gets small. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, like it would go in like I would invest in things that would in turn create long-term revenue. I mean, that would be the bottom line, right? Whether it's uh, fucking investing in blockchain technology mm-hmm. or creating my own technology companies or mm-hmm. uh, you know investing in laundromats across the United States, right? Like, whatever it looks like, right? Some kind of turnkey. The bottom, well, even, uh, it doesn't even need to be turnkey, because you have that much money, you can go get guys with, like, legit business degrees to, like, run this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, I'm telling you, bro, like, you have that much money, there's, there's ways to, like, really, really start getting into some serious bread, and that would be my first thing, would be making sure that I'm, Keeping that wealth moving forward. Yeah, like, I would be, my shit would start growing immediately. But then, you know, like the the noble stuff I would do is I would really like to like create some type of a uh, like uh, cryptocurrency type thing where like uh, you do a good deed mm-hmm. and you register that good deed and it pays you out in that cryptocurrency you get for your good and, it, and and then you can hold on to that cryptocurrency and like there's uh, only you know and now over time the cryptocurrency gains its value via you know whatever means you're making it happen on the back end. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's just hooked into my hedge fund that I create, and I'm just literally associating its value with the value of the hedge fund, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's literally a linear relationship. You can get real, real simple with it if you want to, but the bottom line is it doesn't need to be simple. I'll have good people working for me. Yeah. And, you know, I would really, really love to create a type of, like, subs- I would love to subsidize good deeds. I would love to make it so that, like, if you went and repaired a fence in your neighborhood, you Prosperity coin? Something like that, right? Like you could get paid, right, for yeah. doing that good deed, so that your effort could be rewarded. And the longer you hold on to it, the greater it's going to pay you. So you get rewarded for doing the good deed, and you get rewarded for patience. And I think that that's a, I think that's a really, really good thing. That would be like one of the first things I'd want to do. Beyond that, I'd like to do like uh, tiny home communities across the United yeah. States, so that there could be affordable living for people. Um, like I always want to do like a, a a battered shelter for like people who are in abusive. Where it's just like the rent, the, the rent is like literally a dollar a month. Yeah, until, whatever. Until you're able to leave the apartment. Yeah. You know, and then and subsequently the next person on the list comes in. That's beautiful. Uh, so I would love to. I would love to set up. I'd love to start combating the predacious activities that capitalism has. The predacious practices that capitalists have taken up in the real estate industry. Yeah. Definitely. Like, bro, the, the real estate industry has gotten way, way out of hand. I think that they're going to definitely have to, to, like, regulate these people better in order to, like, preserve uh, people's ability to actually afford housing in places. Like, it's getting way out of control. And I think that one of the main things that we can do is start providing, like, more basic, independent housing and, and so that people can actually get out and have their own space and their own stuff. And uh, and it be affordable. And somehow building up a building up some sort of foundation that could that could essentially keep your hedge funds from coming in and buying whole swaths of communities. 
Yeah, yeah. I making mean, literally building up legislation to stop that. Yeah, I mean something needs to happen, right? Where like people are coming in and buying up all the land. Like it's gonna get to where like no one can own land anymore. That's yeah. very, very impolite of corporations to do. Is like the bottom line. Like I don't know where where I stand on it morally or ethically, right? Like at the end of the day, they gotta make business. Like it's a it's a it's an odd deal, right? But like I know that at the end of the day, I feel like the land. Um, it should be prioritized that individuals can own it. I saw corporations. it on. I, I think that that should be the priority. I saw it on a super micro level, where like essentially one guy buys a building and Taylor tells it so that he can just use it as like a tax write off, you know. And then it's uh, it's essentially owned in like Big Sierra, Arizona, and like P.O. Box number, you know. And yeah, and it's just left to dilapidate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like because it's worth it to get the write off for his entire portfolio. Yeah, exactly. It saves him a million dollars a year and it costs him 30000 a year. Exactly. To do yeah. so, and he nets so 970 k a year like a dick. Yeah, and so it's so like. That's bad. Who owns that? Oh, well, we never saw him, but this is his LLC or his DBA or whatever it is. And it's essentially like, you know, Arizona somewhere. And then you go and like look it up and it's just like I said, it's like a peel box or something. It's, like a billion it's nothing. It's just, like, it's just a rich dude. Yeah. Yeah, using it as a write-off. Yeah. Um, on the subject of what I do with the cash, though, there's one other thing I'd really like to do. I'd like to start an organization called Building Bridges. Um, mm -hmm. I like that you already have. Like you do, you you definitely are someone who is in marketing and who knows how to run a business because you have these things pre-planned out in your head. Continue moving forward. That's how that's well, so you start where you are and you start with where you want to get, and then you work one step back from that mm -hmm. and one step in. Yeah. You keep working your way back and forth, right? Yeah. Until you know you know what it looks like at the end and what the last few steps to get there are. And you know what it looks like right now and what the next few steps are. And before long, like path between the two starts to illuminate, yeah. right? And you just have to like make it happen. Make it happen. And yeah. so, um, uh, I'd like to. It's it would be a bridges that take you where you're going, not to sleep under. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want it to be so that we could like go out and like. I have an idea, mm -hmm. right? And it's that if you are someone who is, in fact, perpetually homeless, yeah, there's one of two things really going on. You're either suffering from some form of mental health yeah. thing. If you're suffering from some form of mental health thing that debilitating that you're habitually homeless, you're disabled. Mm -hmm. Okay, most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need to we need to get these people into temporary housing so that they can get an address, so that they can get an ID. So that they can go start applying for disability, and yeah. so that they because disability is going to tell them no, they're going to have to wait two three years for that, right? Mm -hmm. Insulate them for that two three years so that these people can start getting the help that they're actually due, mm -hmm. right? Most of these people that are that sick either don't realize that they're actually due that help, or are too sick to realize that they're sick enough to qualify. Yeah, th there's right? definitely like two scary hands that shake each other. Well, right? the other thing is that either you're just you're you're financially. Uh, unqualified you're professionally unqualified and like you need some form of like money training and some form of like professional training and mm -hmm. I think that those things need to be part of this as well right we're like a trade school for adults almost a yeah school, we're like yeah. you know we'll teach you to blow glass or we'll teach you to fucking uh, twist wrenches or we'll teach you yeah. to do, teach, do something yeah. where you can go and like oh, actually and, you know, make honestly, some money the, the right? best thing you can do is like you can tell somebody listen I'm not uh, we're not going to give you the keys to success. We're going to give you the opportunity. The keys maybe for them. Well, 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 uh, so we'll, we'll show themselves in time. But if I give you a weed eater, a blower, and a lawnmower, through you taking the exact steps you need to build up a lawn care company, these things will come. Yeah, well, and like I can help guys make businesses. Like yeah. I've, I've already coached several dudes across the nation having their own successful local drone service provider mm -hmm. companies. 
um, through my work with Drone Dispatch and I'm trying to like help build guys up into being like successful and reliable long-term local resources for me in particular. I think that so it's nothing, bro, to like help somebody like create a thing and make it profitable. I've heard that there's there the trade schools are coming back, which is nice to hear. Not enough of them. I, I hear that they're coming back. There's some, there's some in the the Austin area and local local larger communities. I would love for there to be in, in these smaller communities, Taylor Bartlett, Georgetown, Louisville, anywhere, anywhere that I would hope that they that we could start getting trade schools back in action. Well, you got to understand that in rural communities are going to be the places that uh, want to go to trade schools. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if there was an actual legit trade school here in Taylor? But I think there is, and there, and there, there was. I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if there still is. I know that. I mean, the bottom line is that people from all the surrounding little small schools yeah. would love to come there. So they got to be a huge institution. The problem is that colleges have been institutionalized and mm -hmm. been turned into like profit machines. And well, like I was saying, there's two scared, there's, there's two hands that kind of shook each other with with the whole mental health crisis that we're and a lot of people. I'm not. This isn't a hot take. This is what everybody knows. You know, in the Reagan administration, he went. He basically cut a lot of people off from being able to get the proper mental health care they needed. And then it subsequently fed into this larger problem of me the medical industry. And then you also have a lot of issues with, um, like you said, uh, adults and certain people not being educated properly and then being perpetually in debt. And then on top of that, people with the mental health problems who are just being a vicious cycle of constantly being unhoused or unemployed or unemployable, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the. There was another, there was a video that I showed you that there's two videos. The first one I'm going to talk about is, uh, he's very big in the zeitgeist. You don't really, you don't really care to stay kind of in the matrix. I'm in the matrix for you. Um, and his name is Andrew Tate. And he was talking about being bald. And a lot of people were questioning him why he, you know, if he's losing his hair, which is a vain, uh, a vain thing to bring up, bring up and basically kind of like knocking him down. He's supposed to be this alpha male ladies man, whatever. It doesn't really matter who he is. What matters is, is that through the course of his story, it seemed that he was blaming his mother instead of the person who seemed to bring the top trait into the house, which was him, his mother, trying to make him look presentable for a father who wasn't exactly present, and then in turn, blaming the mother for trying to make him vain and soft. Yeah. I mean, so you heard, you saw the video. What was your kind of take on it? I mean, the dad definitely seemed like a piece of mega trash, right? right? Like, firstly, I don't... I hate that uh, people try and act like femininity and masculinity are mutually exclusive concepts. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, bro, the people in the future are going to be like fucking high elves, bro. Mm -hmm. Big, muscled up, beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, that's what we're going to grow into. And uh, I think it's crazy that, like, people think that, like, somehow, um, you like wanting to look good and like caring about your appearance and stuff is somehow um, feminine and therefore not masculine and therefore like somehow negatively affecting this child's ability to grow up as a normal boy. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That's like that's like that like sounds sincerely crazy to yeah. me. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't like. He, he I, I'm not like a fucking like super. Feminine, like goddamn, look at that big old beard, big old hair. Look, goddamn haggard. But like, I can empathize, right? If like someone come up like a, a, a feminine leaning boy who like cared about their looks, and then you know their dad walks in and is like, "Brah, you're raising my kid to be a fag." Yeah. You know, like that's crazy. That's 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 like some of the well, I mean, shit that can happen. The, the thing that was the thing that was ultimately really sad is he was talking about this as a genuine like bonding moment with his father of like 
who he is supposed to be a man instead of it being as like a oh my father was bringing in severely toxic traits and treating my mother severely if the, thing that he, if the thing that he took away from that is that he shouldn't be caring about his appearance because that's what boys do uh, he learned the wrong thing in that moment. But the funny thing is, is that he does take in consideration his appearance. He's athletic. He's constantly oiled up. He's constantly trying. He's talking about how attractive. But what's happened? But what's happened is that he's learned that there are certain things that are okay for you to be considerate of, and it's still be considered masculine, yeah, right? Like, exactly. like like caring about having big biceps would yeah. be like a masculine form of. Uh, self-care, right? Yeah. Like, a, of like tr uh, trying to achieve a look, and that wouldn't be like gay, right? Yeah. And so, like, he's that's what he's done is he's gone and explored the like boundaries that his father thought were okay. Pla placed upon yeah, him. And his, not uh, knowing yeah, that and his, and dad gave him, his dad gave him a sandbox that yeah. he could play in for him to try and make himself look good. That's why he's got a beard, right? Yeah. Beards are masculine. That's why he's got big muscles. Muscles are masculine. That's why he's lubed up because having like an oiled up. Uh, sweaty appearance is masculine, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, there's certain things that, like, he's, he's clearly never he been do. to a Pride Rally or any kind of gay club because there's plenty of mustachioed dude men. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't been since I was a, since I was younger, but go to, go to Oil Can Harry's on, 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 on 6th Street on a, uh, on a Friday or a Saturday. You're going to see a lot of guys who are, who are T-positive. Greased, greased up. Yeah, who are T-positive and uh, definitely not as shy about their their infatuation with the way that they appear and also their love for other men so i'm sorry like the fact that you want to quaff your hair and now you've shaved it off because your father was essentially inappropriate with your mother but you 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 turn this into a a learning moment it's just really strange to me you know it's just such a such an, an obvious like overstepping of his like and he's also not there for you like we haven't seen you i think you said him was it like Six weeks, or was it like I have no idea. Like there's, I have a, no idea. there's a large swath of time where he I wasn't. Mean, I mean, ma I mean, maybe his dad worked in the oil fields. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, there, was, there, was a, there was maybe a large, there were good reasons. Yeah, there was a large know. swath of time where they he clearly wasn't around, and I she no said idea. that in the course of the video, she's like, "This is why that your outbursts are the particular reasons why we are not together." In that video. Yeah. I mean, you know? Yeah. No shit. No, you're being a fucking crazy ape. Yeah, and no so one's gonna, no one's gonna jive with that. So uh, yeah, so that I mean that was just kind of one of those stranger kind of things that I thought was really interesting that I would enjoy talking more about. But uh, I also that's a wild concept. Man. Yeah, uh, there's definitely this uh, this other. Uh, so I'm not gonna say his name, uh, but he was employed with my father at one time, and uh, they went fishing, and. Uh, uh, I showed you a video of this guy. He was having essentially a uh, insulin deficiency that sent him into having a uh, went insulin shock. Insulin shock. Yeah, he went into insulin shock. So his deficient, his, his insulin deficiency sent him into shock, and they thought that he was having a mental uh, a mental breakdown, and they essentially roughed this poor man up so much that now he's in the he hospital. He like wouldn't get out of the car. Yeah, yeah He's like yeah, sitting yeah, there seizing. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. think that he's just like. Being there, sitting there, mocking him. Yeah, exactly. Thing. And so they essentially beat this man to a bloody pulp. And uh, while he's having a stroke, while he's having, shit, yeah, while he's having a seizure-looking ass, like sitting there, fucking convulsing with yeah. no, with having an, an insulin shock. Yeah. And so this actually happened to my family. This actually happened. So the the, the, the gentleman who worked with my father, they went fishing, and my dad, my dad had never seen someone with an insulin insulin deficiency. So he literally sees this guy pull a little black box out, look for a vein. <laughs> Put the insulin in there. Look for a good spot. I don't know exactly what that was like. Holy <laughs> shit. Looked for it in. 
And then he puts the shot in, and my dad's like, bro, if you're going to, like, sh- like do drugs to do, like, have a little, yeah, like, have a little, like, give me, like, a yo. He's like, no, you moron, this was insulin. And he's like, what is insulin? Like, my dad's, like, my dad's not going to. Well, this is, this is uh, how long ago? This, man, I was, like, I was probably 12, 13. Yeah, so this is 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, so people might not have known necessarily no, yeah, what from, insulin yeah. was off the top. Like, yeah. I feel like. The average American these days will know yeah, what of course, insulin is, but like, but like the average person 20 years ago yeah. might not have understood what insulin was yeah. off the top. Yeah, so my dad was like, well, okay. And so he's like, well, no, I, you know, I, I get an alert. The alert tells me my blood sugar is low, or I have this or this or that, and I know what time it is to take my insulin, and then I feel better. Well, so apparently him being out in the heat and him being walking and all this stuff, his blood sugar wasn't regulated correctly. So he, we get to the house, my mom cooks. I even remember what it was. It was like chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans. It's your average, like, just your average party family meal. Party family meal. And he just, like, his eyes go glassy. And he starts, they're having a conversation, but his eyes go glassy. And then he stops making sense. And he just keeps saying my dad's name over and over again. And then he grabs a fistful of the mashed potatoes with his bare hands and slaps it into his face. And my dad's like, like, you're being completely disrespectful. Like, what is going on with you? My dad is trying to have a coherent conversation with a man who's going to insulin shot. He's like, bro, why are you smacking yourself in the face with fucking mashed potatoes? Yeah, yeah. And so he's, like, literally trying to eat, like, trying to get, because he knows that that this is the the necessary thing that is going going to boost my blood sugar. I cannot coherently, you know, Communicate with He's just trying to show food to yeah. save life. Yeah, exactly. He's trying not to die. And so then he gets up, he lets out this wail because, like, he cannot consciously speak, busts through my sister's door, and my sister's asleep because, like I said, this is like a, this is like late in the evening. They come back from fishing. Busts through my sister's door, falls on her bed, and starts com- convulsing. My dad, doing everything he can to keep composure, grabs him from the course from the ass, jeans from the shirt and like pulls them out and throws them out the door. Not realizing he's, like, what's going not on. Really, he's like, yeah. bro, you just started acting crazy, yeah. just threw mashed taters in your face, yeah. ran into my daughter's room, yeah. left on her bed and started wiggling and jiggling, bro. Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like he's like grabs them from the ass, grabs them from the shirt, throws them out. My mom my mom, like, there's clearly an issue. Like he's not he's not She there. sees he's not in his right yeah, mind. Yeah, he's not in his right mind. So like it's a small, it's rainy, it's a small town, so cops immediately show up, one of them being, um, I, I think he was, uh, he, he maybe not a lovey, but he was, he was essentially a, a good old boy, he was one of the boys from, and he's like, and he like, he like, uh, essentially like grabs my dad, and my dad's like, like, this is the guy, this is my house, yeah, this is my house, and like, he's like, I, he's like, I get it, whatever, he's like, but he goes, we're, we're, he goes, I'm just trying to control the situation, he's like, let go of me, and control the situation over there. So now they're sh- shouting. This guy's convulsing. A, a, a second cop car pulls up, tries to take my dad in because you know it's a stranger. He's brown. It doesn't only make sense. Like he's the robber, right? And so of course my my mom knowing the cops was like, hey, you know the, you you know Lee. He has nothing to do with this. So then essentially a cop that comes up that knows my dad was like, yo, like what are we doing here? Like, like why? Is why? Yeah. Why is why are why are we essentially like, you know having this man over here when there's clearly a man convulsing in the bushes like like we're not we're we're all not seeing the bigger picture we're only seeing what we assume to be something wrong here yeah and so he's like and we're not paying attention so they grab the guy they put the the ems comes they put a insulin pill under his tongue boom he's out of it did i kill anyone please don't let me kill anyone oh i'm fuck. so sorry 
boom, like that. Out of the it. moment when it is done. Yeah, yeah, just like out of it, like boom. Did I kill anyone here? Please tell me. That's I'm nuts. I'm so sorry. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So the, so these these things happen, and and I I hear it more times now because these men, these these children, 19 to 20 year old children, are not being trained properly on what a mental health crisis is. So they essentially think a mental health crisis is going to essentially hurt me. When more like more than likely they're essentially going to hurt themselves than you. Than you. Like my dad is per, per, perfectly capable of protecting himself from a gentleman. And this guy is big. He's not small. He's perfectly capable of getting this man out of the house, taking care of what needs to get done. But you have in this pro, in the, you have three three large components. You have a white man and a brown person cause causing a commotion. A brown person being surrounded by local cops who white, don't white cops white cops that who aren't essentially looking at the bigger picture of this. Of like, oh well, how did this white man? How did this brown man? They showed up and made a snap judgment. Yeah. They saw a brown guy at the place where we just got a call. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's essentially like, no, this is my house. You're not paying attention to the larger picture, which is good. I mean, because like, I mean, there are so many things could have gone wrong in that situation. You know, and the cops should have taken decisive action that quickly. Yeah. But like, yeah. Have to think. Yeah. Think a little bit. So. These things do happen. I think police officers need to be trained a little bit more proper in the in the in the difference between what is, but yeah, like they roughed up like a seventy-year-old woman who was who had Alzheimer's because she stole, what was it like, like something that was like nine dollars, and they they essentially broke her leg and arm. Jesus Christ! Know? And it's just like this woman doesn't even want to leave her house. Anymore. When do you body? When? How do you? Well, how do you essentially get to those steps of body signing a seventy-five-year-old? Yeah. What? What essentially can that seventy-five-year-old do to you, a woman, no less? No, not offense. Not no, no offense to women, but a seventy-five-year-old woman essentially due she's to probably a two hundred forty-pound cop. Yeah. You know, and to to, to literally feel Listen, the, that, that's just that's just those guys ain't got the training to properly take people down in a in a nonviolent yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't know how to grab somebody mm-hmm. and get them to the floor without breaking them. And that guy just was like, I need to get this woman to the ground, pick her up on the ground, and not just bust it to pieces. You didn't have the training. Yeah. And that's one thing that bothers me is I don't like that you got to go to eight years of school to practice law in a courtroom, but six months of training to enforce it with a gun on the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come if on. You, I mean, if you watch those audios, I don't think that our boy Ishmael should have to get more training to be a cop than a. Yeah. More training to be a barber yeah. than the local cops have to to become cops. That's just ridiculous. And if you watch like the auditor, I mean, it takes takes it takes more time to learn how to wield clippers, <laughs> clippers than it yeah. takes to wield a gun. A, and, a and life and ending. Well, it's just like to wield the law. Like yeah. you're wielding the law. Like those guys are out there, like literally representing the law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like they can go out there and like blatantly misrepresent it, and they're protected under the law because they can they can lie. Even well, if qualified immunity. Yeah, well, it's like even if even yeah. if even if they're like speaking what they believe ignorance to be true, yeah, it's complete yeah. ignorance. They can get away with it. Like yeah. they have the right well, they, to speak they, untruthfully. The, 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 you know? the funny thing is, is that a cop can come up to you and essentially tell you that you're breaking the law, and if you don't particularly know your rights and know that particularly that law that law hasn't been broken, they not only have qualified immunity, they have ignorance of the law, which you do not. You have to essentially know what law you are breaking, that you are not breaking that law, and essentially how to wiggle out of that situation. So you're essentially beholden to the, to a large more, and then if you come up that, come up to them with the legal, the legal ease that gets you out of this particular situation, their essential next step is, well, are you an attorney? Well, no, I don't have to be an attorney to know my rights. 
well, I, you're just a person who thinks that they know their rights. Well, no, I, I know that my rights, now you're, now you're essentially locking me up or blocking me from essentially producing the proper terms because you say that I have to be an attorney. You don't have to be an attorney to know the law. It's well, I mean, my question to them would be, are you an attorney? Yeah. Like, I need to be an attorney to know the law? Okay. You need to be an attorney to know the law. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's also like, one of those things. Like, like don't, don't undercut my, don't try to undercut my character and invalidate what I'm saying whenever I can literally undercut your character yeah. with the exact same question and invalidate what you're saying in the exact same way. Like, you're just, no, neither of us are, no, neither of us are worth the shit. Yeah. And so, last but not least, um, I actually, I, I want to tell you on here because I think it's pretty cool. Um, so I, I was, uh, I shared a video of this young lady. I don't know if she was lip syncing, but whatever. She was, no, she wasn't lip syncing. But she was essentially talking about her relationship versus, like, relation, like relationship goals. This young lady shares it. She's a counselor for relationships. She ended up thanking me. I asked her if she wanted to be on the podcast. She said yes. She would love, she'd be down to do it. Oh, neat. I haven't heard anything else from it. But hopefully we'll move forward on actually having her on the podcast. Neato. You know, so essentially this, we'll, we'll cut through this real quick and we'll just see, just kind of see where we both stand on this. She was essentially saying that the, uh, um, that she was in a, she was in a friendly relationship with a male companion and then over a course of time denied, like they, she wanted to move forward to be in an actual relationship and no longer a friendship. And so her best idea to, to, to fast track this relationship was to deny what he craved so much was which which was companionship and then so he was like she was like I you I want to be your significant other I want to be in a relationship and you're only you're you're clearly you're you enjoy my companionship but there is no label to this where I feel comfortable giving you my time and, com and companionship which you enjoy so now I'm going to essentially deny you this until you come forward and say, I need it. I don't particularly think that that was the best option and, or the best way to handle it. And I feel like she was saying it, it, it all worked out positively for her, but I don't think that she knew that she didn't ever this touch. This person who we're going on the podcast with? No, no, no. She's the, she's the relationship. She's the relationship. Counselor. Uh, counselor. She, she was just sharing she this video, a video. Like yeah. Some so heinous shit that went down. Yeah, well, yeah. Whatever I don't particularly know her stance on it. That's what we're going to talk to her about. She just shared the video. Whatever, she, whatever her stance. Well, is on so it. here's my thing. Yeah. There are really like primarily two reasons why somebody would would withhold their presence from somebody. Yeah. And that's either because they know they're not going to be able to get out of the relationship what they're wanting or needing, mm -hmm. and going over there and going through whatever motions necessarily serving what they need to and like it's just not worth it right like yeah turning I want to be in a relationship you don't want to every time I come over like we don't get to smash and that fucking hurts my feelings yeah. like I'm tired of having my feelings hurt and so like I'm gonna like stop and like if you like want to get into like a real relationship with me then like we can and like that's a very like uh, healthy but selfish thing to do right like you gotta you gotta look after yourself right like you can't just go over there and like keep doing a thing with somebody because yeah. they like it even though it's hurting you right so like protect yourself and do right by yourself right like if that's what's happening in that circumstance and then that person realized oh wow I, I really would rather than be around and it all turned into something beautiful then like dope right mm -hmm. but like if they were like narcissistically trying to manipulate somebody yeah. and be like 
Oh, well, I know this person really likes me, but they're they're busy quitting on getting into a relationship. They have, you know, reservations X, Y, and Z, and so I'm going to force their hand mm -hmm. uh, and make them do this because that's what I want, and this is what I this is how I believe I can make it happen. Like that's a that's like an intentional narcissistic manipulation of someone's feelings, and that's a very impolite thing to do. And so it really all comes down to me mm -hmm. uh, of two intentions. Yeah, like, like yeah. Are, are you trying to like do right by yourself because you care about yourself enough to do that, or are you trying to manipulate somebody because you want them bad enough to do that? And uh, if you're if you're doing the second thing, then you're like a pretty pretty ugly person. So the, so this is essentially what I said. I said I don't know your boyfriend, but he he was probably hurt and had trust issues and is willing to be vulnerable with a new person, he is possibly scared of losing the friendship and hopeless having something more. So like essentially, yeah, I like the companionship, but that's we're keeping I'm keeping it on a summary basis because either I was hurt before I hurt somebody or whatever. And I don't particularly think at this this time that neither of us are probably Sure enough, I have you know? no idea what his reasons are. Yeah, no idea at all. But the bottom line is his reasons are his reasons, right? Yeah. Like if he didn't want to get into a relationship at the time, that should have been respected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have manipulated that person in, into. Or have an have an adult conversation. Yeah, like like have an exactly, adult conversation. Like should, well, I mean, again, that's that's not a manipulation. That's, that's a, what I'm that's saying. That's like yeah. a straightforward like have an shot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you're shooting your shot, and that's a respectful thing to do. But to sit there and try and like. Um, Manipulate somebody by withholding something that you know that they hold dear, um, yeah. so that you can get something out of them essentially um, is ugly. Like there's there's no there's no way to spin that that's that's polite. You know what I'm saying? So it all, like I said, it comes down to intention. It's either she's narcissistically trying to manipulate that feller, or she's like sincerely trying to protect her own self-interest. And um, you know, if you're trying to protect your own self-interest, that's cool. You know, like wish that would. I think that there was a healthier balance. But I, like, yeah, I think that there was probably a better way of going about it. She she particularly thought at this this time and space that she was in was like this is most advantageous for me to essentially take something that he holds dear, which doesn't seem fair to him. But she's like, I know that if I take this, away, it just seems it just if, seems if that's, if that's what she's doing. Yeah. Like, like if what you're describing is what she's doing, then that person is definitely a dirtbag in Josh's world. Yeah. Like and I have no problem like going out. Well, I I, I honestly wish I could see, you know I can, I, I don't wish I could see. I honestly want to know particularly why it was so advantageous to hold with withhold intimacy when you could have just had an adult conversation. You know why was it so advantageous to be like? Well, because she well so she may have already had the conversation right? like she yeah she knew that, that, that he, true, she right? knew that he didn't want the relationship and you only know that whenever you have conversations. Mm -hmm. Right, so like maybe she had had an indirect conversation. Did you ever want to get into a relationship with somebody? And he's like, Nah, I'm not in relationships right now. And so like now she's like, Okay, now I know that he doesn't want to be in a relationship, mm -hmm. right? So like, didn't necessarily need to be direct, and maybe she just assumed, right? Like maybe she did just assume. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Again, these are all things that I don't know. These are these are things you don't. These know. are all these, these are, are all unknown unknowns. Yeah, they're unknown variables that you're they're, working. They're known unknowns. Yeah, point. I know, but I don't know them. Yeah. And so um, there's no telling, right? But again, it's it's either one of like two things, really. And what he has going on again, no matter what, even if it's a shitty reason, even if he's just like, I don't like her, she's fat, you know, even if it's some shitty fucking reason, like, but it's his reason, like the heart has reason that reason knows not of, mm -hmm. and it doesn't, you can't help what sends your heart a flutter. And yeah. if someone doesn't send your heart a flutter, then you shouldn't get into a relationship with them. You know, and that's like the most like a basic fucking human advice I can give to somebody on on relationships. And so, you know, it seems like 
you know, whatever, they're in like a happy relationship now and like cool for them. Like I'm happy that uh, I want everybody to be happy. Oh yeah, right? I, yeah, they I mean, found, at the end they, of the if day. If they found their happiness like cool beans, right? I just think that like it wasn't a necessarily uh, pretty tool that was. I think it's kind of funny because there was like. Could have been less ugly. I think there's a. I know we gotta cut it. Tr- we gotta cut it off here, but we really don't. Well, we really don't. Like yeah. we can fucking record a five-hour podcast yeah. we want to. Fucking, yeah, they can. Yeah. Motherfuckers can turn this shit off. Yeah, but uh, so there was this. There was this really funny video where it was just like. He's like, you know, essentially like, you know, like, how the, how the fuck did my grandpa even do this? Like, what, he goes, I literally have a conversation with my grandpa. He's like, how did you meet grandma? And he's like, he was like, I saw her at the grocery store and I went up to her and I said, you're going to be my wife. And two weeks later, we took, I took her to, I took her to go get an ice cream and then we were married and now, and we had your father and he's like, and he goes, he goes, I, he goes, he goes, oh, he, simple he, jackass. And he's like, he's like, he's like. No, he's like, he goes, first off, he goes, I don't, he goes, I can't marry someone after only knowing them for two weeks. He goes, I got to go through their face, you know, through their Instagram and through their Facebook and through all their social media. And then maybe even their, he goes, I get to spend a, I get to spend an evening with them at the restaurant and see how they are going to be there. He goes, and then after that, he goes, maybe they'll invite me in a house and I see how they live. He goes, and then maybe he goes, they, they tell, they, we decide that we're compatible with each other. He goes, but with Tinder and, uh, and the whole host of other dating sites, he goes, I don't ever see that being a possibility. He goes, but you asked grandma to an ice cream. He goes, and now y'all guys have three grand, he goes, three babies with, I mean, three children with grandbabies. He's like, with grandchildren. He's like, he's like, it doesn't work that way anymore, grandpa. Well, I mean, it's like, well, it, it could. It's yeah, just, it's you're going to get fucking divorced, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking kidding. Like, yeah, and he just, it was just kind of funny. So he was just, he was remarking on the whole different dynamic of like you know the style of dating when grandpa was around and the style of dating that is now i mean my my i mean you literally hear the, the funny stories of how they meet i mean like i think it was like my mom and my dad were legit just driving around they run into each other and then they they fall in love and then you know that they, they you know they, they, that's it you know there's 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 a whole host of stories in between of course of when they met and how they went on a couple of dates or anything this is essentially like it's a real texas style way of meeting you know it's like we drove around on the weekends. I end up running into her. You know, she's like, now she's into me. I'm into her. You know, the the tale of Sally and we move on from there. You know, move forward from there. You know, it's definitely a very, a very southern Texas driving the roads in the afternoon. Style I just keep here. trying to understand how I would feel if like even a woman who I found attractive at first glance walked up to me and was like, "You're gonna be my husband." I'd be like. Bitch, <laughs> what the fuck are you saying to me? I don't even know your fucking name. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I feel like I just wouldn't respond positively <laughs> to that. And I feel like, no, like, like, and I, feel like no I know the name of a good doctor who gets you some Seroquel. And, and like, I, I, and like, I really <laughs> try and, and I really try and think like how it would play out if I was like walked up to like someone who I just like found generally attractive at the fucking grocery store and was like, "You're gonna be my wife." Like, I would get pepper spray. I would get bear maced. To the yeah. face. Pepper spray. Yeah, man. and like beyond that, how could you ever say that with any confidence? That bitch could be crazy. And like, yeah, like it's just like, it's just, how could you ever like, just like, your only quality control check be like, you made my dick tingle from across <laughs> the fucking produce section. Like, come the fuck on, my dude. Like, and then like one ice cream date, like, 
Bruh, old timers had it easy to live. They also were able to buy houses for $4,000 and a no credit score. <laughs> you know, life was just fucking different for the old timers. So it's, It is kind of funny, though. I mean, like, there's there's there dating there's essentially this it's the it's Rick and Morty style of dating it's the same outcome with more steps right? listen man just back then it was so goddamn desperate there was no interconnectivity there was hardly even fucking cell phones you saw someone who made your fucking dick tingle from across the produce section that might be like mm-hmm. your only fucking shot you know what I'm yeah. saying so it's like he was like you're gonna be my wife and she was like Okay. Right. Okay. She's just literally arm barter. Sure. She's like, all right, motherfucker, you're like not covered in fucking fleas, I guess. Like, what were the quality control checks back then? You know, it's like, like this was what probably the fifties or sixties. This is grandpa, great grandpa. This is grandpa. So I'm, I'm old now, so it's like, who knows? This, this is like before even like hippies and shit. Yeah. This is like, 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 I mean, because like, he looked about the same age as me. I'm 34. So you figure my my dad that was that was the sixties and the seventies and and well the six the seventies and the eighties he was born in like what sixty something so seventies and eighties is when he came out so grandpa that's fifties and sixties you know so that's uh that's pie cooling on the window seals and no Mex- and Mexicans on the back <laughs> guys y'all y'all, back. y'all fucking heard it here and gals i reckon i reckon guys are stupid in women so i imagine it would work at an even more at a higher rate like if women tried it on men i imagine it'd work so y'all just start telling people you find generally attractive at the fucking grocery store and the gas station that they're going to be your oh yeah that's real smart it's like uh, so like i'm listening to this podcast and i'm just going to shoot my shot and then just get pepper spray it's like man it worked for elias's grandpa it wasn't my grandpa (laughs) pun gas me up (laughs) Let's fucking do it. Hey, you're going to be my wife someday. Ah! It burns. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. I hope that, listen, you both deserve a wife and to get pepper sprayed if you fucking go do this in the real world. Like, your nuts are pendulous and made of steel if you do it. And you're also a fucking lunatic. Yeah. So, you know fucking you get what you deserve i guess you'll probably get pepper sprayed three times out of a hundred you'll probably get one so, bitch to be like so yeah for sure here's the so, f- you know just like shoot your shot I guess. here's the funny thing right is you don't hear much about like i don't particularly i don't hear much in the news about like flashers anymore and people just like trench coating it like they did back in the day oh, so i'm essentially I'm so happy that's not a thing well, that's still a thing well that's what i'm saying you don't hear it anymore so essentially did that mental that did that mental defect Hit the internet and is the men who just unsolicitedly, unsolicitedly sent dick pics oh, to women. Oh no! Like that—that's where my mind goes, right? Oh, you're probably right. You know, it's like those same creepy guys who are like trench coating it because I don't hear trench coats. I mean, you don't see the trench coat douchebags who are like pulling it out in the park and like. I, so it has to be that same like in, un, that un, that impulse 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 control problem that was around in like the. 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, you know? Bro, if you send unsolicited dick pics to women, you're a fucking creep. Well, you're, you're a, a super you're a creep. Super creep man. Like, yeah, you're, you're, a super a, you're creep. like the creepiest of creeps, bro. And then the real problem is, is, that's what I'm saying, did that did that essentially move off of, like, did that territory move? It had to. If, if they're not doing it anymore... Well, you don't hear about it anymore. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure it probably happens, right? But if it's not happening, I mean, if it's only like... The a rate has, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's not a thing that's really happening anymore, then it definitely just moved to the internet. Right? And it's just sure. like, yeah. Like, it's in your inbox now. It's in your inbox. 
Yeah. I mean, to essentially the point where like you can you can do a running joke on it where you listen to people and like, yo, that's my homeboy's birthday and he really likes those girls. I mean, you know that nine times out of ten, there's gonna be some goofy ass guy who's gonna like essentially send that person a dick pic, and they do it on purpose. Like, he definitely wants to see girls, and he's going like that. You know, and then like you know that some crazy ass guy is gonna. I'm unfamiliar with this, but uh, I mean, there's there's gonna be people who get it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, we uh, definitely went on a roller coaster ride on that one. We essentially wanted to talk about winning the lottery, and then we got super depressing talking about like the social, <laughs> social and economic flows of capitalism, and then uh, we talked about. I definitely said I was going to teabag somebody along the way. Uh, definitely someone who isn't de- deserving of being. So this wasn't a, this Fox, wasn't just, yeah. a dude who works for Fox <laughs> is going to get a fucking teabagging sometime. That's the <laughs> highlight of the combo for Fox. So, I mean, man, it's just, I mean, it has to, it, you, you have to, yeah, I blame CERN, by the way. CERN has to be the issue here. It's like, why things are so miserable. Who? CERN, the Hadron Collider. Why? I don't know. Mashing in high high amounts of particles at bad speed levels, not bro. and then just nothing happening from that. Not bro. No, the, the people who make it suck are like the people buying up all the land, and the people who are like buying up all the food sources. Like there's like there's like a thousand dudes on an island who are like treating the whole planet like a big board game, and like mm-hmm. those guys, those are the guys that suck the big wieners. I just want to be like the monopoly shoe or the hat, man. I'll be down for that. Like, I think that's actually what we all have. Like, like we're like. We're monkeying in a monkey cave, talking shit to the rest of the world because we're yeah. inter- we have internet and we can like make our ooh, 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 ah, ahs yeah, go to the fucking ah. everywhere. Like people in Uzbekistan can hear Pung go <laughs> <laughs> all over the world, yeah. and that's what makes it fun. Even though we're only getting like you know a hundred views or you know twelve views or whatever. We'll but get like, there. Like I'm definitely listen, not bro, These are these are gonna live on the internet forever. Yeah, right? I'm definitely like, not concerned. Listen, bro, like, these are gonna be like. Michelangelo portraits and shit that like yeah. people just never appreciated. Like, listen, bro, these are gonna be like one day minted as NFTs each, <laughs> and like, bro, oh. like some some people are gonna make like billions of dollars off of us, and it's gonna be like way after we're dead, and it's only gonna be like appreciated fully like in a thousand years whenever people are like digging through this shit. I definitely don't really worry about the trajectory. I think that that is something that... Well, I mean, goddamn, it's already shot, like, so much higher than where we thought it was going to yeah. in the period of time that we've had, so, like, all we really need to do is just, like, keep Continue the good vibes moving going. forward, yeah. Keep the good vibes going, you know? So this was S-U-I-L. This is definitely one of the best episodes. I, I had a blast talking about the wild shit we talked about. Man, I'm looking so forward to doing uh, doing more episodes of everything, man. Thank yeah. you guys for listening so much, man. I really appreciate it. This was live. This is Joshua. Peace out, buddy. Gang, gang. And still two fifty. No. Fucking massager. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck with women. Massage. Except for when I'm fucking them. Massage.